Welcome to the Creative Permission Podcast. My name is Erica. I am a student, teacher, coach, entrepreneur, and a creative person obsessed with the creative process. This is the first episode of the podcast. I'm going to start doing this daily. Um, And in this first episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about getting started because I think when I reach out to my friends and my peers and my network at large, I feel like I'm constantly asking this question of what can I do or say that would be helpful for your own process? I work full time with individuals who want to improve their communication through writing or speaking or just gain confidence. And I think I am um, also studying counseling, so I'm you know, really interested in the way that we process emotions and how they show up in our lives. And I'm, I'm constantly feeling like I have all this valuable information that I've gathered over time, and I don't know how to put it into something that is helpful and useful for people. And so I reach out a lot and I say, hey, what can I do that would be helpful? And I often hear this, this answer of, you know, I want to know how to get started, how to get started when I'm feeling stuck or overwhelmed or hopeless or whatever it is. And so I think in this first episode, since I'm getting started with this, I want to talk about what it's like to get started, how I've gotten myself started, because it's not like you get started once, right? You're constantly getting started. And something I think people, I think people talk about it a lot, but probably not enough, is this idea that if you are on a creative pursuit, a creative journey, uh, you have a goal and you, you need to get from point A to B, and to do that, you need to be creative, right? The creative process is taking something inside of you and making it real in life, you, you know, your ideas to come to life. And so you don't just start that once. You're constantly starting, acting, assessing, restarting, quitting, Um, you know, learning, all of that. So I don't think starting is a single point on the timeline that is your life. And something that's also true, that there's no one starting point. Um, Another thing that's true on top of that is that... Man, I totally just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, Another thing that's true is that you can look back on your life, I'm sure right now, if you think about a time in your life where you made a change that's really stuck. And not only a change that's really stuck, but a change that led to a whole bunch of other opportunities, a whole bunch of other changes or pivots or however, you know, whatever words you want to use for that. There are times when you start something and it is incredibly impactful. And then there's times where you start something and you quit really soon. And after a few years, you're like, oh, I remember when I tried to do that once and it wasn't such a big deal. And when you're starting something, you never know what it's going to be. I don't know if this podcast is going to be something that I never upload and um, I just kind of forget that I ever did this. Or I don't know if it's going to be something that I do for over a thousand episodes and I'm consistent every day and you know, continuing to upload. The other day, I looked, I, I googled like day counter, like how many days until counter, because I thought, you know, I want to know how many days I have until I graduate, and my graduation date is important to me because, one, I have to start paying back my student loans, which, you know, it's, it's a big deal. My, my life is going to look a lot different when I have that financial responsibility. Um, second, because I'll be working towards my licensure, which means I, you know, I'm aware that I'll need to do X amount of hours of work and I need X amount of money. And when you're going into a field like 
counseling. I think about that a lot. And, you know, what I'm doing now seems to actually be paying more. So I know maybe a lot of people would think, why are you going into debt to get a graduate degree whose average salary is far below what you're currently making working for yourself? And that's, that's a fantastic question. And to that, I would say that I'm not planning on having an average salary in my field. Um, not to say that I don't want to do good work and I don't want to work with people who, who need mental health um, support. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I believe in myself and my ability to be creative and resourceful and identify ways. I call it robbing, Robin Hooding it, where I would love to do work that pays very, very, very well so then I can go and volunteer my time and my skills um, you know, to people who really need it and can't traditionally afford mental health care. So um, I say all that to say that I'm very aware that I have this date when my school ends and that the dynamics in my life are going to change. And so I've been feeling this pressure pretty constantly of, okay, I have, you know, two years or I have three years. And right now I have about two years and nine months-ish um, to kind of like get everything to a point where I feel like I can make that transition without it being so disruptive that I can't continue to do this work that I'm doing right now that I love, that just gives me so much energy that I can work, you know, 13, 14 hour days if I have to. I obviously don't want to do that every day, but, well, I guess it's not obvious, but I don't want to do that every day, at least not forever. Um, but I can work a ton of hours and I can work really hard and still not feel burnt out because I'm taking care of myself and I love the work that I'm doing. And so the last thing that I want is to get my degree and have to change my life to a point where I feel like I'm regressing. And so I'm putting a lot of effort into thinking and acting on ways that I am building that life that I can make that transition out, if that makes sense. So my start point, when I'm thinking of starting something, I'm thinking like, okay, I've been working for myself for about a year and a half now, and I want to talk in this episode about the time in my life where I made that start, where I made that beginning, where I was before that, what I did to start that, and then how long it took and how many iterations it took for me to be able to quit my corporate job and work for myself full time. And it it is like the way that I did it, I wouldn't necessarily recommend for everybody. Um, but one thing that I know is true is that a lot of people who come from a financial background like I do, which is that I didn't grow up in poverty, but I never grew up with this idea that I could start a business or that I could travel the world or that I would have any sort of financial freedom. I grew up thinking and being told very directly that I was an academic, that I was smart, and that if I honed my writing skills and my, you know, my speaking skills, that I could sit at a really cushy, like, 50-60k, that, like, 50-60k a year job, and I would be able to live, and I'd be fine, and that's kind of the narrative that I had for my life, and not to I bring a number into this, so it just becomes a little more concrete about what I'm talking about, because everyone's really different, but, you know, I live in Seattle, and to be able to buy a house in Seattle, you need to make, like, I think it's something like 120, 130k a year. So my idea behind that salary was that I'd never be able to buy a house. I would probably drive like a really old car, and I would never be able to take like overseas vacations and things like that. And again, the financial piece I think I bring up because 
it is a symbol of the lack of freedom that I felt in my life. Because I think when you believe that your earning potential is X, you also, with that comes a set of beliefs about the work that you have to do. And you will only be able to get that amount of money. Whereas if you believe that your earning power is 5X or 6X, there's so many more possibilities of what to do with your time. And time is the really important thing to me. As long as I can pay my bills and as long as I'm comfortable, I'm fine. But time is so important to me. And that is the motivation behind my starts. The one I'm going to talk about and the one I'm experiencing right now. And so the first thing that I would say to you, now that we're eight and a half minutes in, and you're probably like, what the hell, this isn't about starting at all yet. Um, the first thing that I would say to anyone who wants to get started with something is to find your, find the thing that's going to keep you working even when it gets really, really hard. And for me, it's reclaiming my time and my life. I don't want to spend the hours in my life, not in an abstract way, in a very real way. I want to spend hours in my day doing something that I love and doing something that I choose, not feeling like all I'm worth is this job that doesn't give me life. And that might not be the same for everybody. It's not that day jobs are bad and entrepreneurship is good or that creative careers are good and, you know, I can't even think of a career that's not creative, honestly. I mean, if you're taking calls all day or even that, like everything that you do involves creativity and maybe this is going to be my second episode, but what I would really, really say to you is to get in touch with that motivation and that feeling that is behind your desire to change whatever it is you want to change. Even if it has nothing to do with work, maybe you just want more fulfilling hobbies or maybe you want to improve your relationships, whatever it is, whatever your why is, you really need to get in touch with that and feel that. And for me, when I started a couple of years ago down this particular path, I was so sick of dreading five out of seven days of my week. I was so sick of Sunday night just feeling panicked and dreading what was going to come. I was just so sick of being apathetic at work and feeling like, ah, I just want this to be over as quickly as possible. I realized this is my life. I'm wishing away like 70 to 80% of my life and even on the weekends just recovering from those long days. And I thought, you know, this is no way to live. How can I because you know, the reason I stayed is because of money and benefits. And I think I thought, how can I have everything that I need that I get out of this and reclaim my time? And the way that I started that is I stopped thinking about money and I started thinking about my time. Instead of thinking, how can I, what ways out there can I identify where I can make X amount of money? I said, okay. I don't even know what I what it is that I want to spend my time doing and how am I ever going to figure out what's more fulfilling to me as long as I'm only thinking within this framework of how much money I can make doing it because all the things that I love to do, I said I'll never be able to make money doing that and then everything that I know I'll be able to make good money doing, I hate and so it's this incredible bind and it's a very hopeless feeling. And so I decided to say, okay, I'm not going to quit my job. I'm not going to do anything crazy, but how can I identify exactly what I want? And because I didn't know how I could make money doing something, I had to stop thinking about money for a minute. And I said, okay, I want to spend my mornings writing. 
that's it. it. That's what I discovered. I sat down and I journaled and I said, okay, what, what would I do every single day? Not necessarily that I would always love doing, but that I knew that if I were doing that, it would be beneficial to my life. And I thought, okay, so I want to wake up early. I want to make time for yoga, for meditation, for movement, for exercise. And then I want to write in the morning. And I want to do all of this before 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And then I, you know, I had a lot of other things that I eventually wanted to do. But I, I sat down after I did that and I looked at this paper and I said, you know, I don't have to quit my job to start doing this. I don't have to quit my job to start waking up early, exercising, and writing every day. I, I used to get to work at about 7 in the morning because I wanted to be the best salesperson on the team. And after I saw my writing about what I really wanted to do, I thought, you know what? I'm unhappy because I'm chasing after something I don't really want. And I'm spending this time in the morning getting to work early and trying to get a ton of stuff done before anyone else gets in the office. And what would happen if I took this time that I'm spending at work now and instead of coming into the office at 7 in the morning, I came in at 9 in the morning like everyone else. And I spent those two hours in the morning doing stuff for me. And so I started doing that. I started going to a coffee shop every morning. And I would write and I would read and then I would take an Uber or Lyft to work because I said, shit, man, as long as I'm making good money and as long as I'm crushing my soul, like I'm going to spend the extra four or five bucks a day to take a Lyft or Uber to work so I don't have to spend an extra 30, 45 minutes waiting for the bus and on the bus and maybe not even being able to read or write on the bus because I had to stand. So, and again, I'm talking about these small details because I think they're important. I think that you can think of what you want in this abstract way of like, oh, I want to, I want to have more free time. It's like, that is completely meaningless. Everybody wants more free time. Everybody wants more time to relax and check out of their responsibilities. That is not helpful. What's helpful is when you can identify the actual, the particularities, the actual things that you're doing with your time every day. And you're saying, okay, instead of doing that, I don't have to make these drastic changes. I can do something very, very small that is fully within my control right now. And starting from that place, what it does is it builds momentum. And specifically the momentum it built for me is I, I was going to the coffee shop every morning and I was writing and eventually I found myself in a writing class with a few other people and I shared my writing for the first time. And in that writing class, I met a writing teacher teaching the writing class and I started working with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis and I we had bi-weekly calls where I'd get a conference room at my corporate job and I'd take an hour and I'd get on the phone with her and I'd talk about my writing and my creative process and all of a sudden I had this accountability towards my writing and I was writing more and I was spending the money that I was making in my job improving my life outside of that and eventually it gave me confidence. It gave me confidence that now I was trying to publish essays that I was writing. And it gave me confidence to say, hey, I'm really capable of getting the things I want. And so I started applying for positions like director positions at really early stage startups and ended up trying a cut went pretty far down the road with a couple of these early stage startups and everything was falling through and falling through and eventually I was writing one morning at this coffee shop after a few months meanwhile just continuing to to go to my job every day that I didn't like and spending as little energy as possible at it because I knew that it wasn't anything that I wanted to do long term and just because of the movement I was starting to feel by the small actions I had already taken, 
I was able to have more confidence that if I kept going, more opportunities would open or I would have new awarenesses. I'd be able to see opportunities that I wasn't able to see before I started because I was so focused on this is the only way that I can do things. And if I want to survive and I want to make money, I have to fully commit to this. I found out that wasn't true. I challenged that limiting belief. And so I'm going to pause here in my own story and offer to you that if you're at this place where you feel like no matter what direction you go, you're screwed. Like, right, if I do A, I'll be miserable. If I do B, I'll be broke. If I do C, I won't have any friends, or I'll be so far away from my family. If I do D, then I'll be regressing and I won't have time to do these other things I've been working so hard on. Like, whatever it is, whatever walls that you feel like you're bumping up against, I would encourage you to change your frame. Don't think about money. Think about your time. Or if you're really thinking about what you love to do, think about um, what skills you could learn. Instead of thinking about what you already know you love to do, think about what have you always wanted to learn how to do. Do, do that instead. Like Change your frame slightly so that you can have a different entry point. And it's very possible that you'll get to the place where you want to be. And it's definite that you're going to see different opportunities when you do that. And so for me, again, that was changing my frame from how can I make X amount of money to how can I get X amount of my time back? And over time, after a bunch of things fell through, I realized what I'm really good at. Like the reasons that I was so good in sales is because I'm a very effective communicator and I learn quickly and I'm curious about other people and I love being challenged. I love being in a moment with another person where I'm able to take risk. And I, this is, I'm still working this out. I still don't know exactly what it is, but after a while I said, oh, I love psychology. Like I love thinking about how people think. I love thinking about like why people make decisions. Um, and especially when it can lead to better mental health because all I mean, I guess another starting point for me could have been like sobriety five years ago or, you know, there's all these other starting points. But at that point, when I talk about starting this, I had already been on a mental health journey for years. I mean, a very, very long time. And so I might not have said that more than like five or six years ago, but now looking back, I can tell that I've been leading up to this moment for a very long time and the decisions that I've made in the last year or two are not surprising when I really think back about what things I'd always been thinking about. Um, but those things that I've been thinking about with mental health and with psychology always felt so separate and almost useless towards my quote-unquote goals. Um, but once I started writing more and once I started really getting in touch with what I wanted and what I wanted to spend my time doing, I realized I love reading and I love writing and I love that connection with people, especially in a way that can inspire or encourage or help people. And so I decided to go back to school, get my counseling degree. And while I'm in graduate school, it's kind of an interesting time because after being in the workforce for a while and then stepping out and going back to school, it's almost like I have this permission to work you know, less than 40 hours a week or to make a little less money because I'm a student and you have some benefits for that. And so I realized that I could use the time that I was in school to work on things I was more passionate about and that I would be honing the skills that I really value in myself. And I'm not sure what my life is going to look like after my degree or I'm not sure like I, I started this episode talking about, you know, money and time and 
values and all of that, but the point is that my starting point, I could not see the end. I guess there's, I don't really know what the end is here. Maybe the end was the decision to quit my job and go back to school. Um, but, and then I could talk in, again about how I've built my business over the last year. I started out driving for Lyft for like five or six months before I got my business going. And then it took another six months for my business to become profitable. But now my business is profitable and it supports me full time and I can pay all my bills. And I'm so like shocked that I had that in me. And I think I've been at this point a couple of times in my life where I look back and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, if I, if I can do that, like, what else am I capable of that I don't see yet? And that's another place that I, I want to pause in my own story and reflect that back to you. Like, what, what are you capable of that you don't know about yet? And you don't know until you really try. And again, trying isn't just wanting something that feels out of reach. That's not trying. Feeling defeated is not trying. Trying is starting wherever you're at with whatever resources you have and saying, like for this podcast, for example, I'm not going to edit this podcast because I don't have time, quite frankly, and I plan on doing this every day. And in order to do that every day, I need to have a strict, I'm not editing this policy. And whatever that's going to look like, I have no idea. It feels like a huge risk. Um, I have a microphone and my computer and a little room in the back of my co-working space to record this. Um, I haven't told anyone I'm doing this. I haven't, you know, everyone in my life will not be surprised when I say I have another podcast project. But the thing is, the point is that you start and you start with whatever you can do. And if you feel like you can't do anything, you need to change your frame because you can always do something. There's always something you can do. And I'm sure that if this were a philosophical conversation, we could find a situation where, yes, you could say a person's agency has been completely annihilated. And I'm guessing if you're listening to that podcast, that's not you. And so thinking about that situation doesn't seem so helpful. So whatever it is that you want to do, start. And perhaps something similar to what I did was to sit down and write down what exactly you want an ideal day in your life to look like. I did this again this morning because I feel like I'm at a point where I put a lot of effort into changing my circumstances and a lot of things have changed and so much has changed to the point where now I'm not really sure where I'm going with all of this. I think I've built some things that I don't necessarily see myself working working on or working with full time forever or even for the next, you know, longer than the next year, year and a half or so. And so I sat down again this morning and I wrote down again what I wanted an ideal day in my life to look like. And this time I incorporated, you know, my client schedules. I said, well, I can't really create my working hours in, you know, four hours between like 11 and 3 because that's not when most people want to take classes or when most people want to have coaching sessions or when people can go see a therapist. Like, I'm going to have to really think about how much of my day I want to spend seeing clients, how much of my day I want to spend working on my writing, my podcast, what time of the day that I want to do certain things. And I, after I did this, I sat down and I said, okay, it's not that much different than before. It's not that much different than it was um, almost two years ago that I did that first time and kind of led to a lot of other changes. So it's not that much different, but there are some really striking differences. And based on 
what I saw in that writing, I'm going to make some changes to my where I'm putting my effort and my energy. And I'm a little nervous because, again, the financial aspect and the passion aspect don't always match up. But if I've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's that you might not be able to see the financial opportunity at the moment. And that might seem kind of paralyzing, and that might keep you from starting at all. You might say, I don't see how I'm going to be able to make a sustainable income with my writing or my bakery or my carpentry or whatever it is. But that's because you're in this frame where you're putting a lot of your resources and your ideas into something else. And if you shift ever so slightly, shift 1% or 2% or 3%, you might start to see some opportunities, and when you ha when you do see an opportunity that you can really go after, then go after it. I think when a lot of people ask me this question of how do I start, it's like how do I start working on this end product that I can visualize so clearly? And part of me really wants to say get that end product out of your head because if this is really going to be a commitment for you, yeah, you, you can have a goal. It's great to have a goal, and in fact, you need a goal. But if you're so rigid that everything has to be a certain way and that certain way is impossible in your current circumstances, you're setting yourself up to fail. So at the very, very beginning, you got to let go of that. You got to change your frame and you got to figure out what you have control of right now. What can you do tomorrow that's going to make an impact on your life, even if that means waking up 15 minutes earlier and meditating and then journaling in the morning. Meditate for five minutes, journal for 10. That is going to show you something that you didn't see before and that is gonna change your frame. Maybe what it is is you wanna spend an hour before bed reading every night instead of watching Netflix every night, which I realize, especially when you're working a, a job that feels like it's sucking your soul, it can be really easy to spend time in the evening. There's anything wrong with watching Netflix, but if you're feeling like, oh my god, I don't have anything, any time for what I really like to do, and then you're spending an hour watching Netflix every night, it's like, well, there's your hour a day that you can work on it. That's seven hours in a week, you know? Like, um, like what, a full working day every week that you could, um, you could be spending on something that you love. And if you think about how productive you can be in a full working day at your current job, times that by five in terms of productivity when you really love what you're doing. And then think, think about how can you be more productive at work? How can you use your lunch breaks better? What would it mean if you, I don't know, went away once a month on the weekend to like get a bunch of work done? I don't know, whatever it is, there's something that you can change. If you have time to listen to this podcast, you can make a change so you can have more time in your life for that thing that you really want to do even if you're not totally sure how that small change is going to lead to your big picture goal. That is my best advice for starting, and I think that a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's a lot of risk, and it's uncomfortable, and it's not always totally tangible. And the tangible thing has to be your experience. The tangible thing has to be that your beliefs about your life and yourself are changing. And the only way to do that is to really like be open to having that change, putting yourself in a situation where you don't already think that you know what's going to happen. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway that I have from this last 30 minutes of, you know, spitting my stream of consciousness or my free associations into this microphone is that if you already know that any move that you make is going to lead to your inevitable demise or like, you know, a miserable job, a miserable working life, 
if you already know that, then nothing that you do is going to help you to open your mind and see possibilities to make the change that you want in your life. You need to put yourself in a situation where you don't know what's going to come from it and to be open to the possibility that you can have new awarenesses, you can change your mind about things that you're very rigid about now. So let your mind be changed. Let yourself learn something about yourself or about your life that you didn't know before and use that thing to your advantage. Take ownership and find agency in your life so that you can have more say over what you do in your day. And that's my, uh, my stream of consciousness about starting. And this is really fun to start. I hope that there's a takeaway here. I would love to hear your thoughts. My email address is erika, E-R-I-K-A, at creativepermission.com. You can also find me on Instagram, creative.permission, and on the internet at creativepermission.com. Thank you again so much for listening. I'll be here every day for the next 900 and something days until I graduate, at least. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.